Hey, Jason here, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Just want to say, really enjoyed Season 1. Looking forward to Season 2. And if you want to keep that, you know, correct old school flavor going on in there, the equivalent of MERP is Cyberspace. Space Master, of course, is the space version of Role Master. And the pared down version of Space Master is Cyberspace. It, it you know, it presents itself as a cyberpunk RPG. Although, you know, my day, we always played Cyberpunk 2020 instead. That was our preferred version. Never got into Shadowrun. Anyway, but it, it's a it's a condensed enough version of the Space Master rules to make it accessible to just about anybody if you can do college-level math. So with, with that little tidbit given to you, I will sit back and look forward to your future episodes. Hello and welcome to the Frankenstein's RPG Podcast, Series 2, Episode 1. So the idea behind the podcast is that we take an element of the RPGs that we really like on a given theme, waffle a bit, trying to convince the rest of the panel that your suggestion's the best, and then at the end we vote on each of the proposed elements to find a winner, and that then goes into the game. We then try and stitch it all together and hopefully come up with a game we can try to play. It should be just for laughs, but you never know. Kickstarter, you say? Hmm. But before we start, I just wanted to share a lovely email received very recently about the perils of listening to this podcast. It goes thus. Hi Dave, I've been meaning to pen this email for a few weeks and have finally gotten round to it. I just wanted to say a huge thank you for the wonderful thing that is the Frankenstein's RPG podcast. <laughs> you poor deluded fool. Uh, I discovered it late, admittedly, in only November of last year, but it immediately became hooked. It soon became a regular listen on my journey home. As a 55-year-old man who remembers fondly being excited by all things D&D when I was 12 years old, only to have my hopes dashed by none of my family or friends wanting to play, your podcast has rekindled my love of RPGs again. Needless to say, my bank balance has and will continue to suffer. Much to my wife's annoyance and even my daughter chipping in with how much have you spent on a board game? Comment. I'm really looking forward to where you go with Series 2 with the space theme, having added to my Kickstarter list of campaigns with the box set of Mothership just recently. Thanks again, Dave. Best wishes, Christian. Christian Sullivan. Uh, Christian, I am terribly sorry that we've just ruined your uh, your bank account balance, but I can tell you on the brighter side, uh, Mothership does get a mention in this episode. <laughs> Thank you for the letter, though. So, uh, this series, uh, as uh, both uh, Christian and uh, Jason from Nerds RPG Podcast, who you heard earlier, describing it, we're looking at science fiction. So no great surprise to those of you who know uh, what you're letting yourself in for, having listened to Series 1, we start off with an unusual episode for two reasons. The first is there are eight people involved. Eight people! Which makes the voting rather hectic. Eight. I mean, who uses a D8 for anything within a game? And two, we are talking all things sci-fi. In fairness, we, we recorded at Grog 10, a gathering of a group of friends brought together by uh, Neil, that's Old Scouser RPing, uh, and his Barbarians of Lemuria game some three or four years ago. 
and we have some self-proclaimed sci-fi junkies and some sci-fi almost virgins, so we get some interesting perspectives. In the first episode, we're supposed to look at settings, the kind of style or theme underpinning the whole game, you know, what kind of setting or back backdrop we want to play out the game against, and then also what character generation system we'd like to use in the game. We've got to try to narrow it down from broad brush infinite space to something playable. We may have done that. Later in the series, we'll try and define some of those conclusions a bit better. Um, so expect there to be a little bit of morphing over the, over the course of the series. On character generation, we do, of course, blow all the rules out of the box and nominate just about everything that isn't science fiction, so be prepared. One thing we do know is that everything is now set in biggie space. And also, one more apology, uh, uh, sorry for egging Martin on when he loses it, but it was just so much fun. So, let's see how we get on anyway. Hello, so uh, welcome to, uh, not only to uh, Series 2, Episode 1 of the Frankenstein's RPG podcast, but also to uh, Grog 10. Uh, this is uh, an event that we come to uh, ideally we'll do it every year but we haven't done it for two years so it's been absolutely fantastic I'm sure you, you all agree it's been yes. great time for the last couple of days yeah. just uh, just playing games together face to face rolling dice face to face and I, I, I really didn't think it was going to happen when you got Jim you got to Covid I thought that was it we were done so uh, but here we are all yeah. covered in olive oil bronzed and ready to go <laughs> full of curry Full of beer. <laughs> what could go wrong? Absolutely. So, uh, series two, episode one. So, series one finished. We were looking at a Frankenstein's RPG fantasy setting. Uh, it ultimately, morphed into some sort of horrific game. I am trialling it for a second time. Another convention, which is Grog Love, in February. So, at the time time we get to second episode of this series, we might be able to report back on that and maybe do a, a bit a brief catch up on on the fantasy side. But this this series this being the first episode of it, we are looking at science fiction. Mm. Uh, and in this particular episode, two things we're, we're trying to sort of define. The first is the kind of setting or style or loose definition of the kind of science fiction game we would like to play and setting, mm -hmm. where, where, that, where that sort of sits. And then the second part of this will be about character generation. Now, we've already had, we've already had a, a bit of a discussion beforehand and said... You know, we're not going to tie ourselves down to harsh uh, rules about you can introduce this, you can't introduce that. This game is off limits. This game is is on limits. So everything is up for discussion. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. So if I could ask everybody to uh, to introduce themselves, if I can start at, uh, at this end of the table. Yeah, Jim, failing forwards. Yeah, hi, I'm Sam. Sam Zero Vale on Twitter. Uh, I'm Carl at Carl Fair on Twitter. Uh, well, clearly, I'm, I'm Dave. Uh, Martin on mcookie123. I'm Steve at all that far. I'm Jeremy at jh7406 on Twitter. Oh, complicated. Trips off the tongue, right? <laughs> <one. laughs> yeah. And is that your pin number? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, Neil. I'm uh, at old scouser RPing on Twitter. Now, it should also be said we are missing two uh, contributors who couldn't unfortunately make it this week due to prior commitments. Which is uh, uh, 
at uh, Dr. A. Cowie, Dr. Cowie, Andrew couldn't make it this week, and Ed, who is variously at Ed F side games and at Ed Keenan. I think it's Keenan Ed. Keenan Ed. Yeah. Keenan Ed. So we're missing them. So uh, shout out to those two. Thank you very much uh, for for making it next year, hopefully. So the first bit we're going to have a look at. So um, and we've had, had, I put, uh, I don't know where you saw it, I put a bit of a poll on Twitter, which is looking at what kind of science fiction game do we want to play? So I opened it up to the the followers of, of the Frankenstein RPG. The ultimate result was, and bearing in mind that there were some people who were confused about this, I'm, uh, I'm not entirely sure why they were confused about it, but anyway, Space Opera was the one that won out at, uh, at 53% of the vote. Uh, so Space Opera, I, I, the definition of Space Opera, I thought, was a very sort of grand, yeah. high science fiction. Like Star Wars is Space Opera, isn't it? Yeah, I, well, I would have said so. Yeah, we, although d- within Star Wars, I think you've got things like, um, you know, Cowboys in Space, isn't it? There's, and also the Rebel Alliance versus the Empire, the Evil Empire, whatever. Coming second in that was this idea of cowboys in space, whether that is, uh, I guess, Firefly, would that be? Yeah. yeah. Cowboys yeah. in space, I guess. Uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian, yeah, absolutely. We have had some drink, everybody. Evil Empire, which is clearly going to be, I guess, elements of it. Star Wars is going to be in that, I guess. And then other, and then the others that were, were suggested were absolutely fantastic. So uh, Treeborn Mills, at Treeborn Mills, uh, wanted Massive Imperium. I'm not entirely sure whether they were suggesting a particular game. Carl is nodding very enthusiastically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Mark Willoughby, always a fantastic contrib- contributor to, to the previous uh, uh, series of, uh, of Frankenstein's RPG, he wanted Jules Verne with colonialism overlaid. And I'm quite uh, confused about what exactly that means, but yeah, yeah okay. Uh, paranoia, that came from Mark Champions. Uh, there will be absolutely no paranoia in this <laughs> series at all. Was Mark yeah. having a joke? Is it? Yeah, yeah. And Mark Yabard. <laughs> is, is that the game or how we feel yeah. about <laughs> yeah, the other people we're here with? Uh, space Hobos. Uh, first diaspora, which was explorers and corporations sort of taking taking it off. That was Graham Spearing mm-hmm. and Gra- Graham's on uh, later in the series as well. Uh, the one that I think actually should be the winner, which is the Clangers, <laughs> uh, and that came from uh, Martin Storage Bot, uh, and also at, at CML Campbell. So thank you for that suggestion. That's because he wants to play the Sid Dragon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can see him as a Sid At Orcus Dorcas wanted Crunchity Crunch Crunch. Uh, which I'm assuming is Space Master uh, or, or something like that. Yeah, thanks, Scott. And, and then, actually, one I don't think we should dis- dismiss, apart from the fact that they're extremely nice people, which is Bonamy, Bonamy Games, Joe and Chris, Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a, 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 a pretty decent suggestion, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then um, Pear at, at Roller One, uh, he wanted a hard... Uh, and relentless sci-fi in a dystopian world. Yes, the pair is a mad sweet, so you don't have to listen to him. This is <laughs> this is very true. Pear is indeed a mad sweet. Uh, and then the, the only other one that was really, uh, I think, will become the sort of defining um, underlying trend, which is from Kobiak, which is he like very much liked the idea of it being called Biggie Space. 
So biggie space is what we'll be looking for. So uh, so in the context of uh, that's all rather confusing again, and I understand now why people are confused. So if, if I can start, um, perhaps I can start over uh, on my right uh, with Neil. Neil, I guess you know, what kind of science fiction games have you played? Do you, um, and, and therefore, what kind of science fiction games would you like to play? Yeah, okay. So I've played a lot more or a lot less science fiction than I have uh, fantasy, yes. that's for sure. Um, but I have played played Traveller. Is that okay to use the T word? It's a game of space gypsies. <laughs> <laughs> I've played uh, um, the uh, West End Games uh, Star Wars. That's uh, the D66 one, which is great, is it? Oh, I love that system. Um, I've played um, uh, Star Frontiers. Yeah, uh, I played that, and, and I played um, a few um, 2000 AD inspired adventures that Daily Dwarf ran, um, Judge Dredd, and and um, I've also played um, Coriolis, uh, and I played Strontium Dog that Sam ran, which was the uh, um, the um, based on the Judge Dredd games work. That's right, yeah. Which has never never published. Yeah, so play, play, played a, a few, um, and I think it's it's interesting that like some of those um, uh, suggestions you had were, were were not so. It didn't seem to me so much about the theme as, as uh, or so much about the setting as about the theme. Mm-hmm. So if you have a, a, a um, like you have something that's say like limited to the galaxy, or it could be limited to Earth, or it could be. You know uh, what kind of technology is the faster than light or warp speed and all that that kind of stuff, and if that's your setting, then you can do lots of different things within that. So you could still have, you know, galaxies big enough for a, an imperial war and rebels, and also for space western, and mm-hmm. as you get with Star Wars. Um, but um, in terms of a game, and I've enjoyed thoroughly enjoyed all of the games I've played, but the one I, I would I would like to see is. Um, so if I think back to the earliest star, um, science fiction I ever read, uh, it was uh, when I was very young, it was 2000 AD. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, you know, uh, I know there are various 2000 AD games that have been, um, but something 2000 AD inspired uh, stands out to me. And what I would love to see is um, more done in the Strontium Dog universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it's you know it's uh, kind of undefined, um, or maybe it is defined. But you know, there's all these crazy planets all over the place, uh, all these crazy villains, and and that's one theme, like the bounty hunter theme. But you could do loads in it in that particular universe with that kind of humour that runs through it. You know, the names of characters and places, and and um, yeah, that kind of comic book sensibility. A particularly British style. Uh, I think that would be fantastic as a science fiction game that you could um, do a lot of stuff with. So, so my suggestion for a for a setting is a a, a, um, a universe or a galaxy based on Strontium Dog. Okay. So we'd have to get the license for Strontium Dog. <laughs> so we'll have to call it Drontium Strong. Yeah. You just call, you should just call it Mutant Bounty Hunters or something like that, and you know. Mutant bounty hunting. The thing about, about Strontium Dog is it, uh, it, it allows scope for a huge amount of yeah. um, 
interesting environments and backgrounds and people and places yeah. uh, you can just yeah have a field day with the gm making that sort of stuff up mm. um it's you're not restricted to settings yeah um, and what's not fun about going around tackling criminals mm. uh, yeah, you've uh, got mutations, yeah. you've got spaceships, you could do yeah. on planets. You could be, you could be, you could be the criminals. You could be the criminals. You could be uh, gangsters. Okay. You know, all, all these these things that you, you know. Um, it just feels to me like so much of it was was very focused around this, the uh, bounty hunter stories, mm-hmm. and I've not read a lot of the new ones with some of the newer characters. Um, but I just think, yeah, you could you could do so much with that setting. That, but it's certainly not sci-fi realism is it i mean there's there's very little yeah yeah in that setting at all yeah uh, absolutely i mean time bombs are you saying that's not realistic yeah, I, 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 yeah, I <laughs> yeah. it's all again yeah it does verge on science fantasy maybe a little but yeah you know, like uh, that no that's yeah. good that's good i think there's some, some really good thing i think you have to say, right there's so many elements you could bring into that yeah 2000 2000 AD, has to be a major influence, yeah. I think. There yeah. has to be some sort of underlying humour yeah. in there, you know, even in the most grim bits of Judge Dredd, there's a certain astonishing but there's definitely mm. Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much. So, mutant bounty hunters in space? Yes. Potentially, okay. So, oh, oh. Sorry, the, the, the mutant bounty hunters uh, galaxy, let's, okay. say, let's say that, because it, the game could be bigger than that. Drunchy and strong. Okay, <laughs> Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah, experience of uh, sci-fi games? Nowhere near as large as um, Neil's. Played Star Frontiers the last time we were here. Mm-hmm. Alien, Mothership, Traveller, Boston Glory, and of course Sam's excellent Scrunch and Dog Campaign. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, kind of game I want to play. I love the idea of corporate-run planets, where the corporations have moved in, they own the planet. You've then got subversive and gang elements who have got their own agendas. Yeah. Um, and they are obviously pitted against the security forces of the planets. So you can either play somebody in the corporations, you could play part of the security forces, you could play part of the gang elements. I just think it opens up a huge amount of potential for various kinds of gaming. Okay. And this is... Essentially, they, they are corrupt or they take the place of like an evil empire. Is that the way? That it's not necessarily. They could, the, the corporations could be very law abiding and good. And you've, got, and you've got gangs who just have their own um, motivations and agendas. Or they could be corrupt organizations. It's really however you want to play it. You can also have different tech level worlds. You can have high tech, low tech, different um, ratios of colonization. Newly colonized worlds, worlds that have been going for a while. There's huge yeah, scope okay. for quite a lot of different style of gaming. So, just so you can you can visualize it slightly better, is there anything you can refer it to and say, okay, it's like that? Because there's elements of there's a like way of Utani in in Asia yeah, or Altered Carbon, the TV series. Okay, is there not is there Altered Carbon mm-hmm. RPG? Yeah, there is yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah, like that. Okay. As you said, there's a number of levels there sent out into space by the corporation, maybe. You are headhunting new planets or not? Good. Yeah, like that. Okay. Any any one of those games that you're talking about, though, but sort of thinking about the future, 
any one of those games that you're talking about you think would particularly suit that that you've either played or you've seen? Or um, I played an excellent game of Wrath and Glory that's set in the with the Necromunda environment, oh, which was okay. which was kind of interesting, where gangers were fighting each other. Pitch black, isn't it? Is that? No, the Wrath and Glory. No, Wrath and Glory. The, the Necromunda is not. Is that not? That's a Warhammer. Oh, that's okay. one of the games. That'd be all right, though, I think, in the, Vin Diesel, yeah. 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 in the second film. in that, uh, They're called the Necromunders, aren't they? Yeah. No, okay. so Necromunda is so it's, it's set in the 40K, one of the 40K universe. Yeah. Okay. And what you have is these huge, mile-high cities, spires, they're called. Okay. And then what you've got in the, the lower levels, they've got the, what they call the Underhive, and that's where, essentially, it's gangers fighting each other for supremacy. So it's a bit like the cyberpunk. Yeah but with sort of Warhammer 40k overlay, but you don't come across space marines and that sort of stuff. You've, okay. You might have rogue psychers or whatever. So it's, yeah, it's that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thanks for that. I'll, 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 let, I'll let you go. It's, I, I do like the idea of there being this corporation thing, because you, as you said, you can make it your own setting then, can't you? Yeah. You know, you turn whatever the science fiction happens to be into how it's driven by that sort of underlying corporation. Okay. And you can be either the goodies or the baddies. Like that. Yeah, good. I, th- I think what's interesting about that corporation thing is it, it's almost like, you know, 200, 300 years in the future. You could almost imagine it because that like the power that corporations are having now. Yeah. So it's almost like that William Gibson vision of the future where, you know, governments get less power and the corporations get more, be- you know, and yeah, I, I could see that working, mm-hmm. definitely. But would you want to play Jeff Bezos then? Yeah, <laughs> but you could play the organisation that takes him yeah. down. You could, you no, could, you know. yeah. <laughs> Steve, so you, you've had a vast knowledge of games. We've all seen your <coughs> your spreadsheet O games that I'm going to play. Well, Sci- sci-fi though, heavily sci-fi or not? Heavily no, sci-fi? I've got I've got a lot. Probably like a lot of people have got a lot. Well, I've got a lot more fantasy games and other games rather than sci-fi, but I do. My first love was always sci-fi, um, in terms of you know, reading that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So the games that I like are um, well, it's hard sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So I don't want necessarily elves and orcs and stuff in, in space. No. Although I'm happy with alien races. So you know things like mm-hmm. travel and that sort of thing is, is okay. okay. Um, I like the idea. I'll accept psionics, you know, like telepathy and that sort of thing. Uh, to a certain extent, so I'm happy with that. You'll accept um, it. Okay. I'll accept it. That's okay. Don't talk about my game. No, 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 yes, just go so. Um, and uh, I like um, sort of. I, I like a lived-in universe with a sense of history and where you know it's not all shiny. It's not Star Trek to the level where everything's very shiny, and nice, gritty, gritty. And I like a bit where there's turgid. A lot of no, not turgid. Lot of, there's, a, there's a backstory to it as well. So not only have you got um, corporations, you've got governments fighting. So, what I like is the idea of, of sort of Game of Thrones in, in space, really. Um, Game of Thrones, yeah, in yeah. Space. So, okay. um, and I like technology that the, the players can interact with, and it's sort of, um, you know, it plays a, a big part, but technology doesn't always work as intended. There's a little bit, you know, humanity expanded outwards, there's a golden age, there's a yeah. bit of a fall, and essentially, you, you know, humanity is now trying to 
regain that golden age. So I think probably Sam knows what I'm angling for in this one. So the, the well, game it's, it's going to be if it's Game of Thrones in space, it's space alien nudity. Some of that, of course, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And who wouldn't want to play that in the game? So. Well, who doesn't point. like a nude alien? Rotating <laughs> <laughs> profile. Razzle, <laughs> razzle in space. So oh, is, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. Where so are we going? so what I was going to say. So the, the, the game that, or the the, the the gaming universe that I would like to, we're in the game at the moment. So um, BattleTech universe. So BattleTech. Big stompy robots. Um, it is uh, you've got great houses essentially who are vying for what they call the successor states. Who have um, the Star League was the epitome of, of sort of civilization. Something went horribly wrong. Um, it, it collapsed into these successor states who have been vying for you know hundreds of years to try and take over and become the new first lord of the Star League. Um, and mean, in the meanwhile, technology has sort of regressed because essentially. It's constant warfare. So you've got um, warriors in giant robots, essentially the knights of the future, you know, fighting each other, um, you know, and then you've got potential for, say, strategic stories, you know, high politics mm-hmm. through to, you know, pirate hunting out on the rim. No jokes, please. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> how, how can you make a joke out of it? I don't, I don't. You're I don't. the one with the dirty mind, oh, space yeah, alien true. nudity. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, okay, so, so mech war- the mech warrior universe. So, is it sort of does it coalesce around one thing, or is it just permanent battle between factions? It, well, also it's, it changes over time. So there's a very, I mean, the, the game world itself has been going for forty years plus. Okay, it's got a very well developed background. But it's, um, essentially, we'd be converting something that is, I hate to say, a war game. Yeah, I think close to being a war game. I mean, the, the, the very, there's been several games, RPGs, and obviously the BattleTech war games, well, sits behind it, but there's several attempts at making an RPG out of it. The, the latest one, uh, Mechro Destiny, is very, very light. So, really, it could be system neutral. I mean, okay. when, when we're playing it at the moment, we've sort of taken the core system of Mechro Destiny, chucked it up in the air, and added bits on ourselves and come up with something that, you know, sort of meets our needs a little bit more. But Really, in terms of the game, that's what I like. So. And the best war games always have an RPG element to them, anyway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, 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 for long, for a long time, I, I was a big fan of the Troika, the Swingers Initiative system, which came from war games as well. You know, got shouted down on that one, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm not bitter. Uh, okay, Me- Mech Warrior. Okay, BattleTech. Mm. Like that. Martin. Uh, okay, hello. Uh, so I like like Steve. I think I like sci-fi. Has always been my um, cultural kind of touchstone for the, in, in that terms, and okay. the content I consume. I guess as you say these days, and gaming less so. But I'd say looking at the list. So like back in the day, I think it probably all started with Laserburn and a bit of yes. Imperial Commander. <laughs> well, Laserburn really was a figure. Yeah, it was a miniature scale. It was crunchy as hell. Who doesn't like a bit of crunch? Uh, Traveller back in the day, and then like kind of drifted like a lot of people, I think, into cyberpunk, um, cyberspace, I think, the one I, it was an ice game, I think, Mm -hmm. I used to play. And then the original Aliens RPG, which is pretty terrible, um, but played that, it was the only one around at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then, like, obviously I went into the deep freeze, and then when I came back out again, sci-fi didn't, didn't feature for a while. No. Uh, played a couple of Star Trek games. Uh, okay. With yeah. people who knew 
uh, more than Star Trek about more than me about Star Trek. Yeah, possibly more than his <coughs> red shirts, yellow shirts, yeah. uh, Space Eighteen Eighty Nine. I, I, I always liked. If we're going to call that in, Judge Dredd. And then at the moment, it's just Coriolis is the main one. I think. Mm. That I'm really now, what, what is it that Coriolis right. feels? So in turn, for me, I'm going to go. I'm torn because I do like the grimy, gritty, cyberpunky, mothershipy yeah. type. Uh, things but for me a sci-fi game has to be about wonder um, wonder you have to have an element of wow all right whether it's a singularity or some ancient alien uh, constructs mind or, expanding growth yeah maybe <laughs> wow but, but that kind of sense of like you know those best bits of science fiction films where you just you just that is just you say, yeah. you say wow come on we all remember we're all of an age that when you went to see Star Wars and the first time the first scene that Imperial Star Destroyer roars across the screen yeah. you felt it in the pit of your stomach and we all were nine years old or ten years old and we went oh, this is it this is it mm. alright so it's that kind of feeling that I would like in a science fiction game that sense of just awe and wonder at the universe good so you're not sort of setting expectations high or anything well you know awe and wonder is fine awe and wonder everybody, is so the one thing we have to underpin it with everybody has to go wow <laughs> yeah. when they play it I, I okay. want there to be a chapter called the wow moment which Ooh, is oh, uh, okay. which is the bit where you say this is how you do something in sci-fi that makes your players go oh, 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 okay oh, you are oh, setting yourself up a bit here, oh, yeah, of course. the um, wow moment yeah. like okay and so so even though I like the gritty and grim, I think that is what draws me to sci-fi culturally, is the wow. Is, okay. is, is the sort of, you know, the mind-expanding thing. And so, in terms of, like, cultural... I think, like, the Ian Banks culture novels are where it's at. Um, and if you could cobble together a role-playing game in the post-scarcity culture universe, and you're all playing special circumstances agents... That to me would be wow, would be wow. Uh, and the other cultural <laughs> touchdown, I think, is probably something, maybe something like Halo, playing the Halo games, mm -hmm. when you get that kind of massive alien architecture and it's just so kind of evocative of, of something so alien and so unknowable. Okay, love that. That would be more sort of, oh, <laughs> the Neon M Banks is wow, yeah. because they are wow, it's extraordinary. Sort of thing. Okay, so there we go. I, 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 do, I do like this idea of the wow moment, actually, and, 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 and as an ambition to sort of say, okay, if you play this game, whatever horrific construct we come up with, <laughs> then you should be saying wow, because it's, it's, it's exciting, as opposed to wow, that was rubbish. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Well, a little bit, a little bit. No, 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 I, 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 do think, I do think it's actually quite interesting, because... How often do you see that in a game where somebody goes, you know, what we want is that? I, 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 funny enough, I have thought that if you were to write an introduction to a role playing game, why don't you do something like that? You are playing this game for those moments where all, everyone around the table will go, wow, you know, and, and well, we had several of those this afternoon. We played, uh, we played um, in, uh, uh, in um, Mythic Greece and um, and there were several wow moments, mainly to do with virtually dying every five minutes. <laughs> and wow, Steve can't pass a dexterity roll, you know, <laughs> despite five bennies being spent. So I, I think that as, a, as an underpinning, again, sort of that is a real 
a real sort of target to have something you can say this game will have wow moments. But that's that's easy to achieve in a movie with great CGI or even in a book with yeah. descriptive in theatre of the mind. That's limited to how imaginative your players are. Yeah, yeah, or, or how surprising or how the, the situations presented. I mean, to well, it's great the great situations, the great scenes, isn't it? Allowing the players to explore those. Yeah. I, I would say as well when you were talking there about scale and, and size, because when we were playing Sam's game earlier on, and I don't know if there's a, there was a the the, um, the 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 monster, the statue, you know, freaking massive, <laughs> and we were just, and we were like, and we were we were like, you know, there's that moment where you're like, what the hell are we supposed to do here? It has that that oh wow factor, and I think it's. it's thinking about those, you, you know, your whole game can't be at, like that throughout the whole session. Yeah, yeah. No, but size isn't but, everything. I mean, as we found out today, <laughs> the, 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 the character that annoyed us the most was a little shitty goblin <laughs> that transformed yeah. into somebody we thought we was the good guy and stabbed us in the back. So, Very true. Yeah. Yeah. And also a wow moment when that's revealed. The wow yeah. moment when the actual real poet yeah. gets squashed against the wall. But you want the contrast between something that's small on that scale yeah. and then suddenly something that's very big. And I think that's what sci-fi gives you more than, say, uh, fantasy, perhaps. Maybe it's the way you present it. But, but, but it's suddenly the, it's the differences yes, that, that, that make it. Yeah, we, we, totally agree. It also gives you the chance for grand villains that can flee across space and yeah. have huge resources behind them. Yeah. Wow, how did we get away with that? Would be the We've now ruined uh, any chance of Sam ever running that adventure again. Now, everybody, <laughs> everybody knows all about it. <laughs> no sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Carl, now you are here as as the token traveller fan. I know it's, it's it's a it's a rare breed that you're representing. It's science fiction. Come on, talk yeah. About I, 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 anybody who knows me from Twitter knows that traveller was the game that I have played the most, I have the most invested in, et cetera, et cetera. And there's a lot of joshing going between myself and, and Dave around travel and the fact that he excluded it from the fantasy <laughs> um, game, but then said, but it's open to anything. And then he, yeah, you know. Um, not that you're bitter. No, not that I'm bitter anyway, at it? all. You don't um, like paranoia, you? so that's, that's bad. <laughs> no, don't want to know. Not paranoid. I think paranoid's got a niche that you know it suits certain people. But the one time I tried to run, to run it, the players just really didn't like the whole concept. It was too silly. Okay. Um, I, and I get it. I, I understand that people. So a lot of people go, "Oh, traveler." It's like two D six. It's. I think the problem is that most people don't understand just how big traveler is. Mm. Um, in terms of, we often talk about the Imperium, which is huge, but there are many, many other large confederations and, and, and other um, large empires surrounding the Imperium, um, as well as lots of small pocket empires and independent planets. And I have to say, everything that's come up so far, you could do in Traveller. Mm. Um, the problem with Traveller is it's, it is so huge that it could actually swamp any game that's designed using it. You know, you've got to move yeah. away from that from that mm. galaxy. But that's yeah. the same with any game. Yeah. If you start too big, yeah. I mean, the, the good advice is, is start small. Start, yeah. you know, if you start with one village in sci-fi, it's start with one system yeah. or a couple of systems yeah. and just you know, and explore it. Yeah, yeah, explore it that way. Yeah. 
I mean, the one, the other thing to remember about Traveller is it's not all set. There is a, a reserve set in Traveller Galaxy um, called the Forever Sector, which is has been set aside as the GM's preserved forever. So nothing canon is ever created in the Forever Sector. Um, and you can make your own sectors up in Traveller as well. There are rules for rolling up your own sectors, and I know you're doing worlds in another episode. Uh-huh. I've played mostly Traveller. It is my go-to game. I love the game, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But I know of a lot of other games, and I have played other sci-fi games and have read other sci-fi games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, for me, the issue is, is are we looking, as, as, you, as if you just said, are we looking at what what is the scale of the game we're looking at? So you can start with games where it's system only, so you've got Orbital 2100 or the Expanse, etc. But in the beginning, in the Expanse, it's mm. all just about this soul system, mm. yeah. which carries its own interest and it carries it, it actually carries its own wow factor when mm. you think about what little mm. we really, most of us really know. Yeah. Then you've got things like Coriolis, where you've effectively got two systems um, with a you know with a few outliers. So that our mind jammer where the 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 space is quite limited, mm-hmm. or you've got open space, and sometimes open space can be really scary because it's so huge. Yeah, because it's like, hey, where do we go? What do we do? I don't know. But open space at the same time allows that freedom for people to go, well, I'll do what I'm wrong with it, and that's absolutely great. Yeah. And I really like the idea of the wild factory, it does exist in Traveller. Um, it, but it is really, really difficult, as, as has already been pointed out, to get that wire factor into a game. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, that, that can be very, very difficult. So I'm not going to argue for a system. Right. I'm going to argue for a, shall we put it, say, a, 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 a galaxy or, you know, a, a generation system that allows you to create what you want. So I know we're going into world generation in, in several episodes down the line, but mm-hmm. it is literally like if you wanted to use this game to run the mafia or the corporate type type game, then that's there. If you wanted to be bounty hunters, that's there. The problem with locking anything down to one particular style is that you lock the game into itself. Mm-hmm. So I, I really would like to say rather than focusing on an individual game, we focus on a, a generation system that says um, this is how you create the space. And I get that a lot of people would be frightened by that. It's like, I need something to spark my imagination. It's, it's a sandbox, isn't it? And that's the problem. Sandboxes scare some people. I completely understand that as well. So I really, really don't know which system to recommend personally because I know a lot of people don't like travel. And I, I get it. It's fine. You're wrong. That's your problem. But <laughs> I do understand. Okay. Um, and so, if I'm really going to have to pick one, yeah. Well, that's really difficult. But I would well, say, yeah. I think it has to be because it's so many potential tools in that system, in that in that system that allow you to do what you want, anything you want can happen in Traveller, anything, including your mutants from Strontium Dog. Because if you look at, say, 2300 AD, you've got gene tech, where people can actually be gene edited to have stripes and all sorts of stuff like that. So everything is possible. And, yeah, I'm going to have to, much as I said, I don't want to say Traveller, I'm going to say Traveller. But then (laughs) then would you end up with a a core rule set that is quite vanilla, Mm. 
and but then you would have supplements like you'd say for the mutants and the aliens and another supplement that lets you do something else because I think the risk you run with a rule set that caters to everything is you yeah. become jack of all trades and master of none. Exactly. Where specialist rule sets specialize in a, yeah. a, a thing will give you the period flavor. So you would have to have the supplements, I think, to... Yeah. But what, what you're saying, the, the overarching thing is the traveller Imperium. No, as I said, it's not the Imperium is a small part of the travel galaxy. There are several other empires, including Vikings in space um, and, and, okay. and corporate worlds and all sorts. Everything is there somewhere. But I, I truly understand that. It's far too huge and very, very scary. And I think that in the end, I'd have to go with, with that wow fact. That is what really is important in a space game. What, make, what makes fantasy games, to be honest, often quite interesting is like the, the, just the sheer, oh, my goodness, that, that blows my mind. Mm. That needs to be in the game somehow. I don't know how. Thank you. Sam, what's your views? Was it, yeah. looking at some sort of either setting or, you know, style definition kind of thing within within this sort of idea? What's, what's Over your... the years, I've played pretty much all the science fiction going because I just do love science fiction games. Okay. Uh, but I have to say, coming down to it, my favourite type of game is going to be the space cowboy. Uh, characters operating on the frontiers of space mm-hmm. uh, with very little in the way of control, <laughs> as it were. Uh, it just opens up so many opportunities for creative play, but ease of uh, GMing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, you know, you get to explore, you can do trade, criminal activity, money-making schemes, investigation, mercenary activity, combat, pirates. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're looking at things like Firefly, Cowboy Bebop, mm-hmm. uh, Strontium Dog, obviously, as Neil was saying. Uh, Strontium Dog is my ideal setting, but he's already nicked that off me. Yeah. <laughs> so, because uh, it, it has constant action, a myriad of interesting opponents, you know, easy to create new stuff, uh, new worlds, new challenges, easy, yeah. new challenges, new missions and adventures. Even better, the characters have to band together, so it gives you an idea chance to get characters together easily, uh-huh. and they will have specific goals to achieve. So, what more could you want in a game? Mm. So, if I can, I'm going to pick Strutted Dog as my. <laughs> you can't do it. Can't do it. Oh, okay, so, so in that case, you do I'll go expense for Firefly. Well, that's why. I mean, Firefly. M- mine's mutant bounty hunters galaxy. Yours could be bounty hunters who are mutants galaxy. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Mutant bounty hunters in a galaxy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there is a game called Bounty Hunters by yeah. mm. uh, by guys. A systemless, well, a low system diceless game, but. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go for Firefly. I'm going to, dice, sure. I'm going to go for Firefly as well. Firefly is your first setting. system setting. Okay. Um, yeah. Cowboys in space. Cowboys in space, though. Or space cowboys. Space cowboys. Yeah. yeah, cowboys in space, space cowboys. One two. Jim. Yeah, last and least. Uh, well, no, I, I, I'm, I'm yet is, to go. Cutting all your opportunities off. I, could, I could ruin everything, but come on. The, the thing is, I, I am actually regressing towards childhood. As my latest accidental gaming group, mm-hmm. the 12 and 8 year old and the 5 year old. This isn't group therapy. So, you know, I, I, actually, I wrote down books that I thought uh, I'd, I, I'd remember in the sort of sci fi genre, I suppose. Um, not having played uh, a great deal of science fiction role playing, certainly not because I'm anti it, but I wrote down Dune. 
Mm. I wrote down the many coloured land. Yes. Mm. Um, culture, I wrote down. You, you mentioned that. And Guardians of the Galaxy, which I guess is a comic. But, um, and also an IP of uh, a notoriously litigious comic. Indeed, it would, be, yeah. it would be very uh, very <laughs> wrong to say uh, that we're going to have the game Galaxy of the Guardians. Galaxy of the Guardians. <laughs> although, although tempting. Um, but some great, great characters in there, and cowboys in space. But as I regress towards childhood, I remember the first film that, that I, well, I can remember, which is Star Wars. Yeah. And I love it. And I'm that child, you know, I like Ewoks, mm. Return of the Jedi. That, that's my intellectual level. You know, when quite <laughs> yeah, the highbrow, intellectual level of an Ewok. You know, when the Empire Strikes Back came out, you know, that, that was quite highbrow, really, in my book. So um, <laughs> we, we do have a history of Ewoks on this uh, on this podcast, in fact. Yes. Ewoks that can throw things. Ah, okay. So, and I think it has that, those sort of little moments, like the the rubbish compactor, so so garbage for our American audience. Um, okay. Through to the you know the Death Star exploding mm. and, and, and the Emperor dying. So so you've got it all that big scope stuff and those little moments crashing the walk um, between the two trees. Mm. Yes, and and, and, and yeah. the humour. Uh, and, and this kind of thing, and C-3PO pretending to be a god and all of that that kind of stuff. Um, so I'd go for that as a theme. So whether you call that Big Empire, War Evil Stars, Empire, War Stars <laughs> whatever, that's what I'd go for. What do we, uh, what, what, what do, so that, that's almost in opposition of, uh, it's, it's Rebel versus, Rebel Alliance versus Imperium. Yeah, and, and I think you've, you've seen in the recent TV uh, sort of series of the franchises, you've got quite uh, a few different sort of thematic stuff. So maybe that's going to a little bit towards what Carl said, where you you have it, it's sort of a bit sandboxy. So you could have the rough, almost cowboy-like planet uh, versus the very high-tech uh, capital. Okay, but what you do have, though, is you have a very, very easily understood sort of good versus evil thing, don't you? Yes. Is that yeah. what you Yeah, I think so, because I'm simplistic. Okay. I, I, I like that, yeah, that, that kind of theme. But what you've got there is you've got the, which is good, I think you've got the scrappy little guys against the big evil, whatever it might be, yeah. which is yeah. a bit like what you're talking about, which is the cowboys in space on the edge, scrappy little guys fighting against the, and you could argue that probably the bounty hunters in space is a bit like spaghetti western, because, I mean, really, mm. you know, Strunching Dog is spaghetti western in space. Absolutely. Mm. So I think what you, you've got, I'm not saying they're all the same thing, but you've got an alignment there with that type of thing. Well, there are different, different, that sort of theme appears in lots of different ways, oh, yeah. Yeah. and whether you make it more adult mm. by by dressing it up in different ways, yeah. uh, it, it nevertheless is that same same sort of well, good versus evil type theme. Rogue One is the guns of Navarone, isn't it, essentially? Sort of yeah. Other, you know. yeah. In that case, can we form an alliance? <laughs> a rebel alliance. Of, uh, a rebel alliance. Of, uh, of, uh, of, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> well, hang on a second. That, that means I'm, I'm the To quote Star Wars, careful, it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, so your, your recommendation is War Stars? No, yeah. no. The thing of um, Neil's uh, Thursday afternoon game okay. it could be Myst Mystic Sensei's with laser swords. Mm, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Mystic, Mystic senseis with okay. I love the sounds of that. Very good. Okay, so isn't that my turn? Okay, now I, I'm I'm going to be extremely controversial, especially since I'm about to start playing in a uh, in a campaign of this. And, and you mentioned it actually very very briefly, Jim. Uh, I don't think Dune has been done well. 
So what I'm proposing is to uh, rename it Boon. <laughs> oh, uh, like uh, Michael Elphick's motorcycle. Antique Hunters in Space. <laughs> <laughs> or Antique Hunters in Spice. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, I genuinely, I don't, I don't think that the Dune universe has been done any kind of service with 2D20, hmm. which is a bit controversial. And I'm being very prescriptive. And, and again, it's an IP for the next few years will be extremely litigious. But I guess the fundamental for me is, is sort of, I would base it around a focal point for an empire because I think what you said, Carl, earlier on, and one of the reasons why I have issues with Traveller is because it is so vast. Where do you start? And I know it's you know the idea that you're, 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 it's the idea of your Glorantha may differ. It's just so big, Traveller. You know, it's it, all these universes. I know that you know, bits of it have been detailed and so. On. So I, I I feel the need that the game has to be focused on something. Now, lots of themes that come out of this, which are fantastic. And actually, you know, good versus evil, yeah. uh, the wow moment, that cultural uh, sort of again big big empire that within which there's lots of stories to be told. Even though you said the generic system, but you you, you would sort of refer it back to that sort of sandbox and, and travel system. You could be reasonably battle tech universe. It, but it, 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 it's sort of tightly defined. The reason I'm saying it needs to be, and Dune for me would be the exemplar, excuse me, is because it is science fiction. I think there's also elements of fantasy in there. There's the magic of the Bene Gesserit. It's, it's, it's high science fantasy. It's, it's so, it couldn't be more not, space opera, could you it? You can't yeah. explain it. No. It's, it's just so far. And again, you've got, there are similarities with the culture there. Yeah. Again, it's such science taken. It's R.C. Clarke, isn't it? Sort of, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, science so far advanced. It's, like it's magic. basically magic. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and the issue I do find is, uh, although... It looks brilliant. We've talked about 2D20 systems in the past mm-hmm. on here endlessly, and I keep bleating on about it. It's so badly explained. <laughs> and so badly. I can't help feeling if Dune had been done with Merp rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it comes. I don't, I don't mean I don't mean There's <laughs> always the last Unicorn Games version, which is available out there on the internet. Yeah, you know, I, I, I can't help it. It's, it's a bit too loosey-goosey. You know, it's a bit too story game type stuff, and I want there to be a bit of dice rolling in Dune. So, but I, you know, I will, I will, I will be proved wrong by uh, by Matt, and who was also on, on later. Are we going to end up with liminal Dune? Yeah, <laughs> liminal Merp, Merpy liminal Dune, Merp in space, but not space master. Liminal Merp. So, so, so it isn't going to be Boon antique hunters in space. It will be Dune style, but it, it, essentially, Dune is a template. There is a planet. And in the same way that, you know, I think uh, Dirk the Dice was very good at, at uh, trying to drive us towards was with the fantasy role playing, the underpinning thing is you're supposed to be going out and getting golems and everything else. I, I think there has to be something around that protecting a home world that I think draws it in. And Dune is, I think, the best exemplar. So that, that's, that's, that's me. So you, again, you could argue, so, so your point about like, the Warhammer 40,000 type universe, which... It's got a lot of parallels with Dune, because that's yeah, where yeah. influences from. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, so you've got that, and then I think you've also got... Um, I can't think. You have to edit that bit out. The brain just got... <laughs> but, <laughs> the brain no, just... no, no, we keep all of that in. But if you... <laughs> but, if you, you but would it be one world 
like a desert world, or if I wanted to set it on a water-based world or an ice-based world, would it be possible, or, or would it be the Dune Arrakis desert world? Yeah, I, I, th- I think that because Dune, I think, has evil empire. It has good versus evil to, to a degree. Um, it has lots of different factions, so you can have lots of different types of characters within it. Now, I, I don't know whether that... All I'm saying is the exemplar for me is Dune, the first Dune book in particular, and maybe some of the later ones, but but not the, the crappy Dune Messiah and children. They were awful. Um, but, but Dune itself has so many elements within it, and the focus... That's the thing for me with the science fiction game. But it's, it's a personal thing, I suspect. And certainly, as far as Carl was very eloquently talking about how travel is, is uniquely placed uh, to be a, a big canvas on, on, on which you can write small, if you like. For me, Dune is it's sort of, it's very, very compact. All the other stuff that takes place in and around Dune is on other planets. It happens somewhere else. Most of the action takes place on the planet itself. And that's why I think, you know, that kernel of it, the wow moment for me is sandworms, but it's also Bene Gesserit. And it's also, you know, the Sardaukar who are suddenly beat, bested by these desert, you know, nomads. Sorry, damn, damn. I think that you're missing a lot out of science fiction if you're doing that because yeah. you haven't got. Uh, the the going out and mining the asteroids element. You haven't got a lot of yeah. travel. No, uh, it's it's all focused on yeah. one planet. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, I think you'd lose a lot of elements out of that. I, I think uh, it's very fair when you yeah. if if you just centered it around around one. Yeah, I think it's very fair, Jim, but you're wrong. <laughs> so, so let's leave it there, and we we'll move to a vote. <laughs> I, I'm absolutely, yeah. and there's no Ewok fraction. Let's be honest. Oh, well, that's my main fundamental disagreement. You've got the you've got the Benes Lalax, of course, who look like little sort of uh, goblins, really. I guess. So, anyway, okay. So we're we going to have to move towards because uh, otherwise we're going to be um, we're going to be just agreeing with me after a while. So uh, <laughs> we will move to a vote. We will move to a vote. So to to, to recap, my my sort of my um, I, I guess it's and, and and similarly with everybody, it's that sort of thematically. For me, it's uh, a Dune-inspired uh, antique hunting in, in space, uh, but based around some sort of claim. Uh, Neil was very much about Strontium Dog. It's that idea of there being bounty hunters, but it's a, it's a 2080-inspired sort of universe. Martin, you talked about the wow moment, and the specific one you were, you were referencing was that culture novels. So very, very high fantasy, I guess you'd say, isn't it? Uh, so excuse me. I, I science fiction, sorry, not fancy. Get myself all uh, tied up in knots. Sam, you talked about space cowboys, that edge of space firefly be, being the uh, uh, the sort of one you'd coalesce around as, as a sort of a, a theme. Jim was very much uh, war stars, good versus evil, evil empire, Ewoks, but but. Clearly, Star Wars being that kind of underpinning thing. But, but you can have also the book of Fetabob and different flavours. <laughs> yeah, all right. Fetabob, yeah. So what was it? <laughs> One rogue. Fetabob. One rogue. He runs a cheese shop. On <laughs> <laughs> tattoo. Fetabob. Fetabob. Grease in space. Carl. Carl. Carl, you were talking about there being a, a slightly more generic system allowing sound sandbox 
uh, sort of played ostensibly that sort of traveller, uh, traveller as the background. Steve, you talked about the Battletech universe and this idea of uh, competing great houses with depth of history and long-running disputes. Is that fair? Yeah, well, with the options to do a lot of the other things we've talked about, so, you know, mining, bounty hunting, all that sort of stuff, but it's having that broad canvas to to play. And then, Jeremy, you were talking about corporate-run planets, there being some sort of elements of, of well, it could be either corruption or, alternatively, you know, high ideals and, and morally uh, uh, morally very high, highly geared, uh, altered carbon being the one that you're talking about, mm-hmm. is that correct? But allowing you to have that high-tech, low-tech sort of uh, distance. Okay. So have you got that? Have you got to, uh, some sort of idea about how you're going to uh, vote? Remembering you cannot vote for your own suggestion. Okay. And this is very, very, it is fraught with danger. Eight potential answers. This is going to be going down to a, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to predict now it's going to be going to a, a playoff vote. So where should I start? I should start with Jim. Jim, you cannot vote for War Stars, Feta Bob, or whatever it might be. Feta Bob. I'm I'm longing to see that. The book, the book of Feta Bob opens in a kebab shop. <laughs> Sorry. Jim, come. You yeah. can't vote for Star Wars. Yeah. So I think in the interest of time, there are three things that I, I'm going to narrow it down to here. Mm-hmm. Um, one is sort of the corporations idea because I think you've got the that that sort of potential for good and evil, mm-hmm. um, and but you could also go after resources and like competition around that if you want to be more grown up, as it were, mm-hmm. in quotes that kind of thing. Uh, I think that's multi-world potential exploration. You could take that a few different ways. Um, similar with the battle tech type idea, I, I think those are those are very similar. Mm-hmm. And the third one will be the keep it sandboxy, big world, and, and, and essentially do what do what you want with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think back to the fantasy stuff that, that I've enjoyed in sandbox has been really fun for me, and more important with the players. Yeah. So I'd, I'd go for those. I think the very the very single theme stuff, whether it's um, mutants trying to trying to be bounty hunters, yeah, uh, is is more difficult. And, and same with the single world one. And although I love the culture books, absolutely love them, I, I'm i not convinced that would be that gameable beyond some really uh, good fun niche stuff like like the, the Special Bureau. Sorry, I've used the wrong name. Um, so out of all of those, what do I go for? Um, Antique hunting in space. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think in the end, I'm going to go for sandbox, that big scale. No, um, because no. then, then I think you can can use it for what you want. Okay, you could do all of those. So, things. so I, I'm go, I'm going to go for that. So I'm, I'm going to vote car. Wow, well, you know it makes which the exemplar is traveller, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Mm. We 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 can't say we've invented traveller. You, <laughs> you do understand. This, <laughs> We've invented travel, and this yeah. is the last time Jim ever appears on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you shot your bolt now. To, to, to be honest, Twitter's voted for at least two occasions I can remember. <laughs> Sam, so you, you can't vote for Space Cowboys stroke the idea of the Firefly. He's just going to vote for Neil. Yeah, well, listen, I've, yeah. I've enjoyed Star Wars since it first came out, and it's 
one of my favourite film franchises of all time. Mm-hmm. There's so much opportunity in the background, especially with the new stuff that's coming out. Yep. I mean, Book of Boba Fett, Mathenorian, mm-hmm. again, Cowboy in Space. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and Battletech, MechWarrior Universe, has been a huge um, a huge part of my growing up, my youth, my reading. There's so much in it. Um, but I'm going to have to go with my first love, which is going to be Strong Team Dog. Neil. Uh, possibly yeah. the biggest yeah. wow moment we've had this, <laughs> this, this, this episode. Oh, Andrew Neil's going to vote for uh, <laughs> Wow. As Carl said, you know, it makes sense. <laughs> right, Carl. Now, you, you can't vote for your generic system sandbox uh, allowed traveller. Well, in which case, you know, if, if we're renaming things and then voting for them. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I completely understand. I I want a world that is a setting that is big. I don't want it set in a single world. Mm-hmm. I don't want it set in um, a relatively limited selection of worlds. And I want that. And the one thing that I've always enjoyed in gaming is you've got a clear opposition. You've maybe got allies that you may backstab you, that kind of stuff. So, and I, I, I have never played back in mm. and I've never read any of the books. Mm. But the idea of these houses going up against each other and doing that kind of internecine warfare and you know backstabbing and I presume it's quite a large scale um, setting. Yeah. 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 Um, then I think I'm going to go with Steve's Baltic. Yeah. You do, of course, realise if you take if you take the fantasy Frankenstein's RPG to its logical extension, it is fantasy battle set yeah. because you're supposed to be building golems to yeah. fight other yeah. people. Yeah. I, I don't like the idea of synergy between things. That's clearly evidenced by the rules of Frankenstein's RPG, <laughs> yeah. which is completely I don't like of synergy. Work. Yeah. <laughs> Enemy to synergy. Yeah. Right, Martin, come on. So you can't vote for these sort of culture novels, but, but we are we are absolutely incorporating the wow moment. That is absolutely going to be a, a fundamental principle. So Okay, so uh, everything was very well argued, as usual. Um, if I want a sci-fi game, I too want it big. I want exploration. I want a little bit of hard sci-fi here and there. Mm-hmm. I want like ship-ship combat. I want good tech. Mm-hmm. I want... Uh, I want like mission briefs and kind of quite a mission-based setting. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like <laughs> Carl's <laughs> sandbox. Sandbox. Yeah, and I'm going for that. Keep gritting my teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I thought, I gritting like my that. bloody teeth. So glad I'm sitting next to you. Generic <laughs> system sandbox allowed. <laughs> Traveller is an example. But not the only. 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 Okay. Steve, the voice of sanity, perhaps. Well. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought Martin articulated it perfectly, frankly. Oh, because from my perspective, I think that, you know, if you look at that large-scale background with, you know, multiple worlds and tech, etc., if 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 traveller is an example of what it might be like, yeah. then I think we go with Carl 
because that's we're going for generic system that's sandbox. The, that's the closest to a BattleTech Inner Sphere type setup. Okay, that's, and it gives you the similar options. So I'm afraid that's where it falls. Away. Okay, so so actually, what we're saying is it's just going to be it could be anything, is what we're saying. As opposed to something. No, no, no. So I think having with tea. <laughs> what we say. I, I, I refer you back to what I said before. We cannot be simply inventing travel. No, 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 no. So what we said is hard, hard sci-fi. Hard lots sci-fi. of worlds. Yeah. The ability to travel between worlds, internecine yeah. com- conflicts and factions. A space yeah. so big it hides great wonders. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. You can. Wouldn't go through, you know, do the, a, a misjump and end up finding this huge ancient. My, know, my, 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 my only note of concern is that the wow moment will be, wow, I'm playing traveller. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because I, I think, in all seriousness, you're 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 kind of equating the game yeah. with those concepts. What we're arguing about is those concepts. Yes, yeah. is, is not and being those, those things. That don't don't constrain anything. Yes, whatever the game system is. Yeah. That's, okay. The game system, the principle. but the idea could be traveller, but whatever is chosen as the mechanics in the yeah. engine will make could and probably will make it a vastly different game, traveller. Okay. You 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 haven't voted yet. <laughs> but Jeremy, I'm coming to you now. Bearing in mind, I thought your idea of corporate run plans, I thought was a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, where will you be voting? Um well I am conscious of the fact that you're organising this event next year. And so this is a frankly limited. There's no sandbox involved here. Spaces are limited. Uh, I look at, I mean, like Jim, I grew up with Star Wars and I love it. Uh, love 2000 AD. But I think with settings like that, I hearken it back to Lorentha and Wolfrop and Lord of the Rings where the the pre-existing stories behind it, mm-hmm. um, they're there and you have to kind of follow along, even though you can have your own story. That world has been stamped. You're sort of mm. constrained. Yeah, you are constrained. Well. And also, mm. it's quite daunting to try and get all of Glorantha into your head or all of um, the Old Lord into your head or all of Lord of the Rings. I'm thinking if you go with Star Wars or Road Trooper, you can have a very similar thing. Um, I like the idea of having my own world that I make up, or worlds, varying text. Uh, I'm going with Paul. Wow. <laughs> I, uh, I'm horrified. Show us on the podcast, where are they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Neil. Okay. A, uh, a lone voice in the wilderness. I think I, think I may be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, finish as Jim started with three. And um, those three were um, Star Wars, which I, I just love Star Wars. I think it's a great universe and massive scope, and it does kind of feel like it overlaps with, um, you know, the strong team dog, I guess, could we're fine in, in Star Wars mm. and so on. Uh, I'm, I am going to probably unsurprisingly uh, go for, uh, sorry, suggest um, Firefly, uh, or Cowboys in Space, rather. I don't really know much about Firefly, but I, I love the idea of Cowboys in Space. Again, uh, Strontium Dog, that same kind of feel to it. The other one that I, I did consider was actually the uh, the generation system, which is what we're... A system to generate your own 
uh, universe, um, which I, I'm not sure is quite the same as you, you know what, what everyone believes it to be. If I'm, if I'm honest, because uh, and but the reason why I'm not going to vote for that is because I, 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 well, I wouldn't buy a game that just as a system to generate your own universe. That's not why I buy a science fiction game because you can just make that stuff up anyway or you can go online and you can find millions of tables that will help you do that kind of thing and and i, I just i don't know it just feels like uh um it's a it's a something and nothing thing to me you know like it's like just make up your own thing anyway mm. and that's and i'm yeah but anyway i don't but you know the sandboxy side i i like that i do like the the idea of however it, it really is between the cowboys in space and star wars but, but but don't you think the sandboxy thing is a bit like the hex crawl that we enjoyed? It's it's that that's that kind of sandbox. Thing. Well, that, you've got this stuff not, everywhere, and then you you make not, not, not necessarily. I mean, yeah. sandbox. So so that what? Uh, so it's not strictly sandbox. It's a generator to to generate your own world, your own universe. And I guess it could be things like the type of planet and the type of travel and the types of governments and and corporations and all, all that kind of stuff. And you know what kind of uh, conflicts there might be and resources and all that kind of stuff and i think that's well generation that's well building rather than a sandbox game which is like a, a hex crop um but uh, for me it is going to be star wars and i know it's a futile vote at this point um <laughs> but, but no it's a but, fantastic but it's, call it's, it's a it's a protest <laughs> vote against the nonsense yeah, yeah. that we've got going on <laughs> over in that end of the table <laughs> okay good well so <laughs> I, I find myself in an, in an extraordinary position where my vote is meaningless. Yeah. I, I'm not actually sure this has happened before. Uh, I have been quite so humiliated on episode one. It, it's not episode. It, it's not humiliation. Sorry, on episode one at all. I, I, I think. I think the interesting thing is when we've sort of discussed what we're doing, what we're really talking about is, and oddly enough, my, my vote is going to be cast for Carl. And, and the reason being, not not that I'm not that I'm sort of um, I don't want to be left alone, uh, and the weakest member of the herd sort of uh, sort of taken out and shot later on. But I think um, I think the problem with science fiction is, and thinking about it more as we've discussed this, is actually if you constrain it, I think you very very quickly probably lose interest in it. And when you're talking about something that, you know, and everybody has given extremely different versions of what is a science fiction setting that we'd like to be in. Mm. And if you if you say, okay, it's only sort of space cowboys or you are only bounty hunters, there's only so many times you can go out and hunt mm. down somebody. For me, it would do. There's only so many things that can happen mm. on a planet where you have to mine the spice, the spice must flow. How can you make it? Sort of any, any does that make sense? Mm. So actually, I, I think you know, I don't think we probably should constrain it, and therefore I do, uh, and and wholeheartedly endorse the fact that actually I think you're right. I think it needs to be more generic and a bit more open. And if traveller is the example that we're sort of putting up there, um, then I think it's right. Yeah, I think it's mm. right. Shock good. result. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is it a shock result? I think it was always going to be travel, wasn't it? Well, I think, funny enough, actually, I think the next, the uh, the next section that we're sort of coming on to. So, thank you very much indeed, Carl. Well done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you've, you've, we've we've, uh, we've popped your cherry and you've won. 
Now, if you'd like to leave the house, <laughs> this is a reverse vote as to whether you're allowed to stay here. So, so the next sub subject that we're going on to look at is character generation. Now, what I would do is I would preface this with there is one game where the character generation system within science fiction is so sort of uh, infamous or famous, can, can we get past it? Uh, and I, I think it is the teamwork, but let, let's, let's see where we go. So, so I, I guess what we're looking for here is what, what, what game this time, I think we can be a bit more specific about this, what game has the elements within it that we want in a science fiction setting that we now know is going to be comparatively generic, um, where maybe you have the possibility of dying in character creation, maybe, but you might have a plethora of skills. There may be something we've talked in the past about, actually. I think, and I think this is going to be the hardest one that's going to, I think we'll be drawing things in from, from other styles of game. So, so what system really embodies the best of potentially, sorry, in your opinion, the best of science fiction character generation. Okay, so can I go in reverse with this one? May I start with Jim? Yeah, Jim, I, I'm, Jim. I'm going to pick something that comes out of the, the fantasy world. Okay. Not, not specifically because of the system, but the concepts behind it. So a bit like the idea that we want something that's flexible, sandboxy and, and whatever. Yeah. Um, this ties some stuff together, though. So perhaps it, it informs you to, as to what you're going to generate as a group. As, as a theme, and we we we, we played it yesterday, and, and it's my new favourite longer anthem thing, "Beyond the Wall." But, the, but this could be "Beyond the Empire" or "Beyond the Rim." No sniggering at the back. Um, <laughs> where you you're you're going to generate your characters in in sort of an in quotes fairway, uh, based on the idea of these playbooks. So so the the playbook might be the smuggler or the young Jedi, or you know the the, the high tech. Uh, operator Fremen. or whatever it is, and you, and you and you pick those. Yeah. Um, and and the, the the fair bit is that everybody ends up with this with the same sort of fair characteristics in terms of the way it's distributed, and you can do it randomly because you can roll on a series of tables as to what yeah. you get, yeah. or you can go through and pick them if you have a concept for your young hero. Yeah. Um, and then you can take it further, you know, echoing the sandboxy type thing, where you can say, here is perhaps the planet we saw from, as opposed to the village, or, or, or then here's the sector, or whatever it is. Mm. So what I'm arguing so for is that... So as a group, team. you then start plotting, okay, yes. now put a yes. planet, a right. corporation, yeah. a so, so, empire. Yeah. So how do you d derive your thing as a group? Mm. And, and, and the first time I'd come across this, and, and we sort of exercised it yesterday, I'm really impressed by that as a way of... of Formally doing a session zero, starting off a game, mm -hmm. uh, getting everybody together, getting the characters linked, um, and then deciding sort of what what sort of sci-fi world you want. What I really so, like about that is it binds together a session zero and current generation at the same. It's part yes. of the same process. Yeah, because yeah. often you'll have a session zero where you right, we're going to create characters and we're going to do you know a bit of discussion about where we come from. But they're two separate conversations happening one after the other. Yeah. Whereas in Beyond the Wall, it's it's um, uh, 
happens at the same time. So it's yeah. the same. And, and you sort of must do it together. So yeah, you, you haven't got this idea that you, you say it's a session zero, but everybody really has got it in their mind that this is what, what I want to be. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and they all come to that. And there's a bit of sort of you know human and formal negotiations around that. She's going to do what? But actually, I think that way of, of bringing it all together uh, worked really well. So I, that's what I do. Beyond the rim, beyond the empire, whatever we call it, uh, you know, generate our feta bobs. Okay. Yeah. Strong. Our antique-dealing Greek uh, kebab shopovers <laughs> in space. Like that, yeah. Uh, so, well, I can't get past the life path system. Uh, most famously from travel, of course, but there are other versions of it. Um, Cyberpunk. Better version. Well, different, different versions. Better version. Cyberpunk, I think we'll call it. Uh, 21, <laughs> 2013 has one. Metcoria 3rd Edition has one, um, which is, was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was giving you all the numbers, of course. It also gives you colour, background, uh, inspiration for like enemies, contacts, extra equipment, all that sort of stuff. Uh, injuries, even if you want to go that far, but we're not talking about the T word at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I can't get past the travel. I said, they're Freudian It's just a set up, isn't it? So, what is the system? I'm going to pick Mech Warrior 3rd Edition. Mech Warrior 3rd Edition. Jesus, it's not a bloody game I'm going to have to buy. Mech Warrior 3E. Apart from yeah, it's quite life crunchy, life. apart from it's, it's super crunchy, yeah. Yeah. But well, I could lend it to you if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's allowed. Mech Warrior fourth edition. Okay. But third edition, third edition Mech Warrior is a life path system that allows you to go into different areas of construction. Yeah. In fact, does the worlds of twenty three hundred the uh, sorry, the worlds of two thousand AD does that have a life path system? Yeah, Judge Dredd. Yeah, Judge Dredd does. That has a life yeah, path system as well. Which Well, the Mongoose edition had... Well, well it's based on Chapel, yeah, yeah. so we can't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about it. yeah. so I'm going to pick with Macquarie 3rd. Macquarie 3rd edition, mm. OK. I'm a bit worried about coming to you, Carl, actually. <laughs> uh, but, Carl, what, 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 what game do you think really underpins the, or embodies the best of science fiction character generation? I thought long and hard about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, come on. Yeah, I, I, I have to say the life path system is fantastic. But no, you picked a particular game. Uh, he, he said it, not me. Uh, the life path system is amazing because it just gives you that, literally, as you said, that life path. If you want to build a story into your roles, then you can do. If you don't want to, it's fine. There's your character anyway. It's a great way of linking characters together. Absolutely. Yeah, it like the on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> the other one, and this is completely off the wall, um, the other one was sometimes the life path system can be a little unfortunate because if you fail an enlistment role or if you really go Iron Man with travel, you die. You know, and a lot of people don't use Iron Man rules in travel. They're quite understandable, but you don't want to you don't want to spend all your time making characters and having them going, you know, having massive medical debts or even being dead. The other one, I sometimes you just want to go, I want to be the space going antiques kebab shop owner. Um, you know, and you need a system where you can just go, This is what I want. Fetable. Yeah, and that would be fate. And 
there isn't uh, the only faint RPG that I really know that's based in space is Diaspora, which I forgot to mention in the the first episode. But it, it, um, it, 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 it you can just go, this is what I want. But the biggest problem with fate is that people freeze. Since mm. you're saying to them, what do you want to be? Anything you want, they just automatically go, ah, I, I don't, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. So I do have to go for the life path system because it does give you such a rich background that you can either use or ignore as you wish. It gives you contacts, it gives you allies, it gives you enemies, mm-hmm. and therefore it's travel. Yeah, sometimes you need guidelines to, yeah. to lead you down. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, sorry, was it, would that be, was it traveler? Did you say? I, think traveler. I think I did say traveler. Yes. Traveler, the life, any particular edition of traveler, life path? Yeah, I think the Mongoose second edition. Um, has made uh, a massive improvement on the first edition. And can you can you can you still die in Mongoose Second? If you choose the Iron Man rule, yeah. It's the only reason why I would go down that route. It's the potential to die. Okay, I'm, I'm, I am going to jump in. I'm going to jump in, and, 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 and uh, I'm. I, I agree. Um, I, I do think tra- traveler character generation is, is absolutely fantastic. We did rather dismiss it uh, kind of out of hand in the first series, but mainly because it was how could you something that's that sort of iconic and it, if you if you tried to sort of retrofit it into a different style, would it really work? And oddly enough, I think what you were talking about, Jim, which was um, uh, was the Beyond the Wall thing. I I also thought Beyond the Wall would be you know so Beyond the frontier or whatever it mm. might be I, I i absolutely love beyond war and i think it's, it's absolutely brilliant but i am going for and oddly enough another game that we played this this weekend i'm going for uh golden heroes and the reason why i'm going for golden heroes is because number one who doesn't like a random hit table a random table so a generation of powers Within a context of you still have choice to a, to a degree, how many of your roles do you devote to uh, the, sort of the system background? You know, how much do you, you know, to preferential uh, um, starts, you know, rich industrialist scientists, whatever it might be. And then how much of that do you then devote to upgrading the choices that you randomly roll? I, I don't think it's quite the same as. Uh, as traveller, but but there are still choices within traveller. You can decide to re-enlist, can't you? You can decide yep. to to sort of uh, go go into a slightly different different way. Well, I, would that so, help you generate the, the the group ethic or the the group world or the starting point or the yeah. sector? No, no, I, I don't, and that, and that might be a deficiency a deficiency in it. But I think. Um, I think what it does do, though, is I think it pushes you to to find a way of role-playing something you don't necessarily have control over. And I think it can surprise you by... Yeah. You come up with something that's so ridiculous, like Neil's character, for example, who's just... Mystic mad. sensei. Mystic sensei. Hopefully hopeless. Until the last right role of the game. Apart from when I saved the world. <laughs> Mystic sensei, man of butter. Uh, so... And, and, and I like that. I actually like the idea of you start out the beginning, this is great, we're going to play a science fiction game, and I wanted to be an Ewok, for example, mm. but you end up being 
Feta Bob, you know, this anti-dealing uh, green mm. uh, feta cheese salesman. You know, and, and then you've got to do you've got to find another way of, of entering into the game. And I like that because mm. too many, too often we talked about this in the last series. The default position is I want to be a thief mm. in fantasy. And for mm. me, it would be in science fiction, it would be I want to be somebody who is a scientist, science officer, officer or something like that. I want to be hand solo. I want to be hand, hand solo. And I think something that introduces an element of randomness might then make it more yeah. interesting, perhaps. So I'm going to go to Golden Heroes. Mm. However, uh, your, uh, your sandbox character generation system may differ. <laughs> uh, Martin, who's, uh, what is your choice? What is the exemplar? Okay, so uh, use a word. Look it up. Uh, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, for science fiction, I'd like. I would like. I, ideally, I would mash up Expanse and Coriolis. Uh, Expanse because there's a little bit of random element, which, okay. like you, I do like, but enough uh, enough knob twiddling, as it were, to. I'm so crass. I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you doing with the actions as well? That's just we're twiddling your knobs. I'm so sorry, friends here. There's enough. You can alter the structure. <laughs> no, no, put your trousers back up, Martin. <laughs> All good. That's it. He said the word no. Okay. It's a rare moment of a loss of control. Just say traveller. Okay, Steve, Steve, we'll move on. Right. Okay. So, I'm sorry. (laughs) Steve, what is it going to be? Okay. So, we've talked a lot about, because for me, when you're creating the vector through which you play a game, you create a party, okay? Mm -hmm. So, and we've talked about session zero and beyond the wall, et cetera. And then you create your character. So obviously what you're talking about there is Golden Heroes is character creation. Mm-hmm. Now, a bit of randomness is good, okay? But I quite like something that because really thinking about what, what output do you want from that um, from that character creation yeah. process. You want a character that you like, okay? Mystic Sensei being an example of perhaps one that didn't necessarily fit with so you might think Nails. that, but, uh, but <laughs> I know? thoroughly enjoy playing the Six Sense. We thoroughly enjoyed watching them play the Six But you want something that you're going to be able to, when you turn up at the table, that you're going to enjoy, it's going to hmm. give you the things you want to have. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but it, leaving party creation to one side, if I'm going to think about, uh, I want something that is points-based, yeah. that creates a character which is reasonably capable up front, and also one that is the system's quite elegant, okay? So I'm thinking, and quick, all right? Because inevitably, characters die, you know? Uh, if, if the character creation process is too complex, they inevitably GM, unless you're Sam. Other GMs might say, actually, you know, we will we'll soft pedal on it because it takes so long to create a character, you know? So for me, I'm thinking about mothership. As, a, as the approach for that one, oh, because yeah. you've got a flow chance of the character sheet. It's a it's a triumphant design. Your characters are still a bit, you know, there's some randomness in there, a little bit built in. Um, but your characters are reasonably competent, and it's quick to do. 
And as you quite rightly pointed out, uh, has a flow chart in, which we know you're a big fan. Love flow, flow chart. chart. Love a flow chart. <laughs> Mothership, uh, good. Yeah, funny enough, I, I'm a little bit surprised nobody's really mentioned Mothership so far because I think it is absolutely superb. Martin. Uh, right, sorry about that. Uh, so, yes, <laughs> so ideally I'd mash up the expanse and products because the expanse. You might help me. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do apologise. It's it's like two giggly school girls. You, you lost him again. Um, no, I'm fine. No, keep going. So I like the expanse because it has got an element of randomness, but you've got you've got a bit of point spend as well. Yeah. So you've got a blend there, and I, I like the randomness because it just prompts my uh, what, what passes for my imagination slightly help me build the character up. Okay. Uh, but I like the, the points because I can build something that I uh, like and I want to play. Um, I like Coriolis because it's very specifically you have a group talent, you have group assets, you have intergroup relationships yeah. that you have to build in at the start. And I think because I think it's a, a common criticism of, say, when we played Traveller back in the day was that sooner or later you just end up being space pirates and that is just what happens. Whereas I think with the, the group concept of Coriolis, that kind of can prevent that from happening. Because you've got a bit more kind yeah, of. Um, you start with archetypes, which. which yeah, you can start, start with yeah. archetypes. The same, same with the expanse, sort of. You can you start with your archetype and mess around with that. Um, so, uh, but if I had to choose between the two, because obviously if that's a mashup, I'd probably go with Coriolis. Mm. Oh, it's not. <laughs> I'm over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm over that. Not twiddling of Coriolis. I, uh, I'm I still not helping, though. No, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. After a while, it just becomes like baiting. <laughs> Jeremy. Right, so I am going to go with um, Road Trader from Fantasy Flight Games. Ooh. So what I like about that is you've got the origin path system. The first thing you do is you pick your world type. Is it heavily industrialised? Is it you know, agriculture? Is it economic? That world type then gives you bonuses and negatives on your stats. You then pick your career path, which then gives you talents and bonuses and negatives on your stats. You then actually generate your character with the stats, applying the modifiers based on the world you're from and the career you have chosen. So it's procedural, isn't it, really? It yeah. takes you through it step by step. Yeah. Okay. And do you have any freedom within that? To do, I mean, you say it's an initial choice up front, but is there well, flexibility in that? So basically you would choose the kind of world you're from, so it could be any world you want, Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and you can choose any career, and this game would define the kinds of careers. Do you want to be a bounty hunter? Do you want to be a trader? Do you want to be a pirate? Mm. Do you want to be um, mm. a GI? Um, you think the game would define that. And, and it would say, if you're a bounty hunter, these would be the skills you've got. These would be the traits and the talents you've got. How, how similar is Rogue Trader to the Star Wars? Not Trader to Star Wars, but basically what they've done is they've just taken Woofrup yeah. and used the same engine. But they've had, but where Woofrup starts with choosing your race and then choosing um, your career yeah, part, yeah. this starts with the, the tech world that you, you were born mm -hmm. on. Ah, and actually might be an interesting way of getting over the idea of it being too sandboxy. So usually you almost, it's a start point, as opposed to where are we going to start? Well, this is where we started. And then you all choose the same world as no. well, and you'll come from it. No, you've you all come from different planets. 
Okay. And, and is that, how does Coriolis, for instance, differ with that? Do you, is there a sort of collective something that binds you rather than coming from different places? Yeah, you'll, you'll probably be bound by either your cultural heritage. So if you're a uh, first comer or um, Smithian. David. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Or, or, or you might be banned by your faction as well. So that's where you'd, you'd kind of get some sort of coherence there. Yeah. yeah well, but first, you could decide mm. do you want to have some aliens as party members? Are you all going to be human? You're all going to be aliens. Mm-hmm. In session zero, you would decide what you're going to be, and that would help form you know, your, your tech starting planets. And then your career. So if you decide we're all going to be bounty hunters, um, most people would choose bounty, bounty hunters, but you could choose um, ex-law enforcers you've got out of mm. business, but they would have the law enforcement traits and skills and stats. It's interesting, that funny enough, you were talking about Star Wars before, the FFG Star Wars has a, I think that is quite a linear, have you played that? It's quite a linear kind of progression and you you broadly speaking i think you know i might be wrong but it's been a little while since i played it but you do follow you quite rigidly follow a path but there's a lot of branches to it mm. so you could you could literally just go straight down the career path and, and i can't for now think of an example but <clears throat> excuse me so within pilot you might do you know pilot speeder pilot Space, yeah, you can, blah, 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 blah. you can, you can, but then you can branch off and you can yes. go right, you know, fighter pilot, and then you, you can spend your XP to learn other skills. But okay. if the skills are outside of your core pilot skill, they cost a lot more awesome. XP to earn. Okay, and if you decide you don't want to be a pilot anymore, then change it and become, yeah, a nurse or whatever. Genuinely, my, my, my interaction with the other FA, but it's only been Star Wars, I think it was Rebellion. Um, Age of rebelling, mm. and and it was good, really good. I'm not sure about the funny dice, but it was it was it was really good. Ninja, okay, road trader, Neil, do you have a yeah? So as a no, as yeah. a lifelong fan and advocate of traveller, I would like <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> so no, uh, um, okay. <clears throat> so for me, it's gonna be. Uh, I'm going to go with the um, the Western Games, Star Wars, D6 kind of framework, really. Not, not specifically that, but that kind of framework, that D6 system. And um, it's just so easy to create characters for it. So yeah. if you take the, um, you know, the, the, the standard rules, you've got templates for, you know, uh, archetypes, uh, and uh, you, know, you just pull one, uh, you pull one out. It's really quick. Isn't it's it? really quick. Yeah, you know, you can tweak it a bit, uh, tweak the the, the skills, and um, abilities, and uh, and you know, a bit of background, and, and away you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you know, there's loads to choose from. But other other implementations of it, and, and why I say it's a framework, is um, that there's some different versions I've been looking at recently, and, and one of them. And this might be part of the core Star Wars, I don't really know, but, you know, you, you pick like a, a, a race and that race determines your start and uh, abilities and, and from those or those attributes and from those attributes, you then derive your skills and, uh, and, and then you choose your career 
and that gives you more and then you got some some you know so you, so you can do it different ways you can have something that's very um you know just pick up a template and, and and tweak it and away you go or you can you know come up with something really bespoke but the thing is it's it's relatively easy to do mm-hmm. um you know very easy to do i'd suggest so it's sort of either off the peg or yeah. you can then manipulate it yeah yeah, the way yeah. You go. absolutely but but you know it, it, it it's fast and it, and it gives you a character <laughs> that you know and I think, I think particularly with anything Star Wars, that there are those, um, you know, character types that you can easily recognise. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think that's one of the real strengths of Star Wars, say, as opposed to the Traveller yeah. universe. Is that, I'm uh, happy if you'd like to go back and read that. <laughs> I mean, sure, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, so I, I think... It's, okay. um, yeah, so, so so that would be uh, my suggestion. West End Games D6 Star Wars Framework. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. Okay, so we have... <clears throat> excuse me. We have my uh, random determination uh, via Golden Heroes, uh, which is probably a bit too random, but I don't know. Jeremy's Rogue Trader FFG which is the idea of world, then career path, then uh, finally uh, sort of uh, finishing off the character. West End Games D6 Star Wars from uh, Neil. Carl was the traveller life path in a particular Mongoose 2E iteration of that. Uh, Jim was uh, beyond uh, beyond the wall, beyond the rim wall. Mm. Again, good. Sam with MechWarrior 3E, but to games, the, the life path sort of system. It's interesting that we don't want to sort of be a bit more, sorry, it, it, lots of the life path thing coming out in science fiction, whether that's a, whether that's a, a common theme, I don't know. Martin very much with uh, Coriolis and the uh, knob twiddling going on there, which is <laughs> fun. And then Steve was uh, Mothership, Yep. With the flow chart and and you know, again simplicity, which is fantastic. So we are going to start with uh, me. Actually, I am going with Jeremy and the Rogue Trader FFG. I hadn't even considered FFG uh, and the Star Wars system. I know very well is very good. So I am going with Rogue Trader. I like the idea of that. Maybe you can anchor things in in a world. Possibly, if I was if I was brave enough, I would say I would do beyond the wall. But I think there are elements of it that I would like that's in road trading. I think we could we could steal bits of that. So that's my uh, my vote, Martin. What would you like to vote for? You can't obviously vote for no, uh, Corio. That's fine. I like this. Well, I like the on uh, beyond the wall system, and I think it. Has great possibilities in sort of <clears throat> like plugging you into a bit of the sandbox that you can start with mm. before you then go and fly around and, and be much more expansive. So I really like that. Um, so I'm going for that. Be on the board. Fantastic. Steve? Um, well, when I was trying to think about the um, which system I was going to go for. Was to a toss up between Mothership, which is what I went for, okay, but the other one was going to be Liminal because that brings in crew creation yeah. and creation of character at the same time. And yes. I think that it's a very, that type of approach is very elegant where you, your characters are, are 
from the outset are built into that environment, mm. but the environment's co-created. And uh, so for that reason, Jeremy, <laughs> I'm going for um, Beyond the Wall. Beyond the Wall. Jeremy, you cannot vote for FFG, Road Trader. What would you like to vote for? I thought um, the idea of Beyond the Rim is brilliant because it creates, you, you create yourself, you create your party, you also jointly create your world where you start. Where you go to from there is up yeah. to you, but I think the, the joint creation of your own world is brilliant. So I'm going with Beyond the Rim. Beyond the Rim wall. Neil? Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, so... Yeah, I, th I think as well, yeah, for me, um, it, it, it's beyond the wall because um, uh, I think that was, I don't know, it was a, my suggestion in the fantasy one. It may not, may not have been, I don't know. I certainly mentioned it, but I think as, as well as... You did. Yeah, you did. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. So, so what we talked about, like what we did yesterday and, and uh, how that works, but the, as, as a toolkit and, uh, and, and a system, it goes beyond just that initial creation of your village. So you've got, you know, I was talking about yesterday again about the campaign. So you've got a, a, a further afield, which helps you develop that uh, campaign. And you can just have a massive ongoing campaign with, with uh, you, you know, with these uh, playbooks and these theme packs, which, you know, and you could have like, uh, it, sorry, I know it's about character creation, but, you know, you, you could do an awful lot um, just, just with that, so yeah, it's a no-brainer for me. Um, beyond the wall, okay. Carl, yeah, I've never played Beyond the Wall until this this weekend, um, and I really, really like the character creation. Mm. What Jeremy was saying about um, what's it, Rogue Trader, mm. sounded quite similar. I don't know if it is. I've never played Rogue Trader, but that kind of again, it's about that party creation. Yeah, and much as I love life path systems, they are they can be very they can be quite long. And if you're going to have, say, for instance, a high fatality game, then that just just doesn't work for that. So I probably. I'm, I, it's difficult for me because I haven't played Rogue Trader, so I'm going to have to go for Beyond the Ball because I have played it. But I think Rogue Trader sounds absolutely fascinating, and I will be going and look at it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's the curse of this podcast <laughs> that you end up. Yeah. And I've had people send me messages which have been really quite abusive about the amount of money they've had to spend subsequently <laughs> to listen to it. So I, and and I, similarly with me, Rogue Trader, I think I'd be having a gap. Anyway. Uh, so Sam, uh, you can't obviously vote for Mech Warrior Three E, yeah, like everyone else. Well, I, I love the mothership design, mm. um, yeah. but I think it's, the system is is too simple for my tastes. Okay, um, and the characters created aren't very interesting or complicated, so mm, not that one. Uh, Beyond the Frontier sounds super cool mm. um, as a game design. It, it will just cut down a huge amount of prep for the GM as well, which is also a benefit. Um, but I'm going to go for Coriolis. I just, <laughs> I just like the system, uh, the, the character creation system there, the way it can join people together as party members, um, and the benefits and perks you get from it. Yeah, it is good. Great system, great game. Uh, Jim, 
I yeah. can tell you, you have carried all before you, but anyway, <laughs> what are you going to vote for? I, I think the, the thing that's, that sounds the most similar to, to my choice, I'll, I'll come into that in a second, mm -hmm. but, but actually my disadvantage of all of this is that I've done none of this, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, so I've just gone by the descriptions that I've heard today. Yeah. And I think the thing that sounded the most similar was Coriolis. I, I like the idea of Rogue Trader uh, in, in the idea of the careers and that kind of thing. And it may be anchoring your character in the world. But for me, that sounded like it was your character rather than a collective group anchored here. Um, so just purely on the basis of, of a few things said around the table just now, uh, I'd go for... Coriolis and people can educate me over a whiskey later. Yeah. <laughs> Coriolis, good. So the, the results are in. Uh, Jeremy, you had one one solitary vote for Rogue Trader, but you did the damn sight better than most of us. <laughs> Martin, two with Coriolis, which is a fantastic, uh, fantastic game, uh, despite all the knob twiddling and, and so on. And then, uh, but Jim, you carried all before you. It is beyond the rim wall. I think actually. Carl, you you coined it beyond the frontier, yeah, which is sounding it. like a very yeah. very interesting name <laughs> for the game. Yeah. I think. Beyond and I, I think frontier. a lot of that is, is a fun we had yesterday as well. We're clearly influenced slightly by that, but, but I think we all, bought, bias. we all bought in. Yeah, 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 yeah. it is. <laughs> but we all bought into that. Let's create something, yeah. and then let's run with it straight away. Yeah. And, and and we had a great game, and, and transferring yeah. that to, to that big sort of sandboxy thing. Yeah. To, to, to bring it back into what you actually want as a group out of the specific it's thing. created a huge amount work well created a huge amount of detail and a setting yes that the gm didn't have to bother with yeah and all the players had buy-in on it yeah so we, we all huge, created a bit of it yeah that's yeah. a huge difference i think and, and it really is almost the ultimate sandbox yeah the only other game i think that comes close to it is something like forbidden lands mm. and even but even that's got a little bit of structure in it, mm. it? i think but you know, but character creation for that is, is is separate. You'd have to have a session zero where you all talk about what you want to, mm -hmm. how your, yeah, your crew yeah. or your, your party to be, whereas in Beyond the Wall, it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's all baked in. So yeah. you can't do it separately. You have to do it together. I, I do think from a, a, a creating the game point of view, like if you, you do the same thing as you've done with uh, the fantasy version, you've got a hell of a job there creating yeah. those playbooks. Because yeah. yeah. the, the work that goes into them is, is huge, but they are they what do do the heavy lifting. Yeah. What makes that process uh, special? Yeah. Best days, probably. I'm going to say that's yeah. a good thing. Absolutely. Is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it saves problem. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So I'm going to ignore both of the uh, <laughs> fantastic. So we have we have the first two bits. So we are we are not going to constrain ourselves. We are going to broadly speaking within be within that sort of. Um, maybe not actually physically within the traveller system, but it is that sort of sandbox-inspired uh, traveller system, not being constrained, slightly generic, but you know, there may be elements that we'll find later on that come into into, uh, into the game. And then, and then the second part about the character generation, I think, you know, I think, funny enough, in the fantasy game, I think we did a huge disservice mm. in the very early, uh, very early days, and I think now... A little bit like Traveller's character creation system is is iconic. I think we're beyond the wall. And if if you get the opportunity, go and have a look at the game. Will we see um, Janet and Brad in space? We will see Janet and Brad in space. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, Janet. <laughs> Janet. <laughs> yes. 
Chris, gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. It's been a fantastic weekend, but thank you very much indeed for setting this off on uh, on our first uh, first uh, episode within uh, series two. It's brilliant. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, round of applause. Thank you. There you go. An object lesson in not recording having taken a drink. <laughs> uh, I think we made the right decision in not being very dogmatically tied into either a sort of a specific setting or I or IP or planet or genre uh, with the vote for the traveller system in Galaxy Creation. Of course, I now have to buy Mongoose, Mongoose 2E Traveller. The shame. Uh, and although it will create a huge amount of work for me to get it anywhere near a table... I think that character creation system from Beyond the Frontier, or Beyond the Wall as it may be known elsewhere, uh, was also an unexpected but I think quite a fun way to go. Um, now I have to change future episodes to look at which game has the best archetypes, of course. Why do I create such headaches for myself? Hmm. Uh, two elements that we absolutely now have to subscribe to are in each scenario having a huge wow moment. I thought that was particularly apt. And also, that in the world generation, we'll start with the Traveller process, if not actually the Traveller universe. But, you know, why not use a backdrop that's, that's pretty decent? Well, listen, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I can only re recommend that if you get the chance, get back face-to-face -face gaming as safely as you can. Honestly, it's, it just it absolutely refreshes the soul. Had such a great time together. Next episode, we're going to be looking at characteristics and skill tests and challenges, and also answering a very thorny question. Magic or psionics? Are they in or are they out? Anyway, see you soon. Please do take care of yourselves and thanks for listening.